Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Okay. Hello. Welcome to the first episode of Talks Over Tea. I'm Lucian Daniel, your host, and I am drinking lemon jasmine green tea with my family's homemade honey. Uh, we have Arbor with us right now. This is going to be more of like a open discussion talk room. Um, so that's basically it for the opening. Huh. So it's kind of like the view, but with oh yeah, with males right yeah. now. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Are you drinking any tea? Me? No, I'm imagining that I'm drinking tea, though. Oh. If that counts. I might get some tea when this runs out. You should ship me some tea since I'm under the weather anyway. Especially when it has honey in it. Makes it all that much better. also. So, how about that region, huh? Oh yeah, that region working over there. Um, it's it's doing things. Well, there's like what? How many chancellor candidates? Like five, four, twenty. I think that we have less members in the region than actual <laughs> candidates. <laughs> um, let's hear. So C.D. Land's going to run. I think he's confirmed that. Um, we have Brick and Dune. Um, I'm sure we have somebody else. And then I might run. I'm fully committed yet. Well, what would make you commit? I guess that's an interesting topic to start with. Oh, that is. You know what? Perfect uh, discussion point. Um, what would make me commit? If I looked up into the sky and there was a big sign that said, run, Lou, run, I would probably commit then. Hmm. Without hesitation. Um, other than that, probably... Uh, I, I don't know, getting messages encouraging me to run, which I doubt is likely. You saying that made me sad. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's not really of history in the region of drafting candidates, I think. It, if there is, it's all behind scenes anyways. Yeah, whisper campaigns. Mm-hmm. There have been 
used whisper campaigns in the past before, um, and lots of different tactics to get people elected, like Pepe's talking to people and uh, private messaging them is nothing new. Well, the only reason why he's back in office is because of me. He wouldn't have gotten elected otherwise, because he's a douche. Just kidding. Well, well, about me getting him elected, the douche part's accurate. (laughs) Well, Pepe can be Pepe at times. You know what I think we should talk about? What? I think we should talk about everyone's mothers. Everyone's that mothers. would get viewers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You want ratings? You talk about everyone's mothers. So I think we should start with... Um, no, that's not fair. You're the host. You, you guide this conversation. Otherwise, I'm just going to tank it. Oh, well, I've not hosted a radio show with other people before, so... Um, so let's talk about other people's mothers for now. Let's okay. start. With, let's start with Pepe's mother, because we were just talking about Pepe. Hmm. Um, I heard that she's a very kind and gentle human being. I'm sure she is to have raised Pepe. She probably has a lot of patience too. <laughs> patience. I think that Pope Francis is also considering her uh, to be a possible uh, saint candidate in 2017. Oh, that would be interesting. I mean, that she probably has been and has lived for like five years. Hmm. Uh, who else? Well, we can do mine. Mine, mine. Uh, My mother happens to be a... She sounds like a frog. Um, And... I mean, I I think she can be a nice person. I've yet to see it occur, my own eyes. Um, (laughs) And lastly, she definitely is living in the 1970s, which is rather unfortunate for society. Is she like a hippie? No, not even a hippie, just backwards. Just like unfamiliar with like social convention now and the fact that you don't go to church all dressed up anymore or you don't get on a plane dressed up anymore. I don't understand that. Why do people go on a plane... For one, you're on Frontier Airlines, and two, you're in a suit. You don't look comfortable. I mean, you're already cramped. You cramp yourself even more. That's ridiculous. That's my problem. I don't have any other concerns with the world right now other than people dressing up too much to get on airplanes. Yes. Well, I mean, dressing up is nice. I like dressing up. Oh, yeah. Me too. Every now and then go to work dressed up and everyone's like you look different yeah I do I actually took time to look like a human being today thank you for noticing (laughs) oh 
I like wearing ties too. Ties are cool. I still don't know how to tie a tie. I only know how to tie one knot really well. All my other knots are pretty shit. When I was in the Boy Scouts, I got a badge for knowing how to tie ties, and I forgot every single one of them. I got a badge in Boy Scouts for geography, and all I did was attend this class and listen and barely understand anything. Wow. Kind of sounds like the uh, American educational system. (laughs) Yes. I remember, like, I failed sixth grade so bad. Like, I didn't even try. And I wasn't even, I wouldn't even give them the common decency to ditch or just not go. I was just, I just wouldn't do anything. And, or turn anything in or answer a question when I was asked to obnoxiously silent and they still push me to the seventh grade no trial left yeah. behind yeah i would i'm all well I, i'd like to consider myself always the good student and child always getting a's and b's why i don't know i think i'm just like naturally gifted maybe wow this is going somewhere you want to continue on that thought process a little bit? Well, for one, I don't study. So getting good grades must mean that I'm a genius then, right? <laughs> yeah. I listen to class when no one else is and actually do my homework. Especially like with history, everybody, I mean, it's already my best subject. And everybody's like, woo. What, is it, what should I do to get better in history? I'm like, well, one, listen to lecture, and two, do your homework. So, those were my tips to everybody. <laughs> I feel like you've just done a great service for all the tasks right now. I, I hope I have. And I just took a big drink of my tea, and it was hot. Is the roof of your mouth burnt now? No, but the tip of my tongue is. Do you ever burn the roof of your mouth so bad that, like, the skin kind of rejects itself? No, but I burnt my tongue so bad that I started to taste food for a while. Wow, that's really sad. Or at least get the correct taste down. Taste different. Trump picks retired General Mattis for Secretary of Defense. Was there any surprise in there, though? I don't think you can get what much wider than Mattis. True. Uh, Starbucks cool. CEO to step down. Cops, kids used as shields. I'm glad that the Starbucks CEO stepped down. And why is that? Because he makes horrible designs on holiday cups? That and because he just made the company so political in recent years, I think. Yeah, that was kind of a bummer. I want my coffee to make coffee, not political stuff. 
statements, yeah. That makes sense. Well, I mean, they got to do something else because you're standing there for 15 minutes for the same thing you can get at Walmart for half the price. True. I like my cafe mochas, though. So. Cafe mocha. Sorry. And I don't really get tea at Starbucks. I don't think they should offer tea. I don't think that any coffee place should offer tea. You do, you're not a tea place. You're a coffee place. You know how many jobs you would create if we mandated that coffee places couldn't sell tea? Then there would be tea places all over the place. It's yeah. like a whole new sector. It's a like opportunity awaiting. I think this, this is a new law that we should pursue and create more jobs. Especially <laughs> of... Uh, women's sexuality and all those other gender studies, you know. Now, not only can they work as a barista in Starbucks, but also as a tea maker. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what outfit would a tea maker make or wear? You see, there I go. That's, isn't that sexual? That's, that's like the definition of sexism. Maybe. Never mind. I feel, I feel like it would definitely be like butler made type outfits, you know, very classy. Hmm. Unless you were trying to I, go like hip and modern, then maybe just a apron with your hair back and a ponytail. I think we should also enforce that every place that sells coffee and tea also has to make it legal to smoke marijuana in the same facility. <laughs> that would also drive up profits and yes. increase demand. Probably more so for the pastries that they're going to sell. No, we can't allow them to sell pastries because that's, Oh. Another business opportunity. That's another sector. Remember, like we we have to make it so where no place can sell anything other than what they're supposed to sell. So if a coffee person oh. wants to, there would just be stores for everything, and then they would have to have like strip malls where, like, let's say you want breakfast, you'd have to go to like the bacon store, but where the bacon's already made, and then take your plate over to the egg store, and then the egg store would put, yeah, you see, so many yeah. jobs. I would create tons of jobs <laughs> and make life much more interesting. Difficult, annoying, unpleasant. Yes. But so worth it. Oh, yeah. Sometimes inconvenient is convenient. Can I tell you something that I'm upset with? Sure. Well, it's actually two things. The last time I went to confession, I was like 12 years old, which makes me feel like a bad person. And then the second thing is Reg wanted to come on my show, and then he never spoke to me about setting up an interview. So I'm also sad about that because that was going to be amazing and was probably going to taste like a whole bunch of pepper when you put too much pepper on, like chicken. It's probably going to taste like that, but it would have been great. I love lots of pepper, especially on, like, hamburgers. Just load it up. You see, I like way too much salt. 
on everything. God. Pepper, just I just I I can't I can't because I'm so scared it's gonna make me sneeze that I'm like no go away. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I didn't like pepper for a long time, and then I loved pepper. There was like no in between phase for me. You know what I don't understand? What? I don't understand why there's a fish at my job. A fish? Mm-hmm. Like an just one single fish. Just a little fish tank. Small fish? It's a medium-sized fish, but he's all by himself or her. Don't assume it's gender. I know. Yeah, and or. It could be a fish. You know, or a dragon. Maybe it's a seahorse. Maybe it is. Or maybe it... Never mind. If I go there, then I'm going to hurt people's feelings, and then they're going to retaliate. Screw it, I'll say it in here. Maybe it was born a fish, but feels like a seahorse on the inside, so maybe it's actually a seahorse. That looks like a fish. Maybe it doesn't even know what fish are because it's all alone. Maybe it thinks it's a human. That's all. My mind is blown. I never thought of that. What's really unfortunate is it only has one of those little, you know, when you put weird stuff in fish bowls, either like a castle or a broken down pirate ship or uh, during the holidays, like a demented snowman in the middle of the fishbowl. This thing only has like a fake flower. Flower. It's so pathetic. It probably is. You shouldn't do stuff. Oh, CD Land, join the chat room. I think that CD Land's actual plan. Yes. Is to destroy the region, but do it in a way that everyone supports them. That would be totally something I could see CD Land doing. I could totally, I mean, I could see him doing a lot of things because he has such a great cover, you know? Everybody loves CD Land. He's so impartial and in the middle that anything that he would propose would be accepted. So I cannot forget that he has started trouble more than once and then just stepped away. He, like, starts it and just... (laughs) He's like, hey, what about this? I did this for fun. And then everybody starts debating it. It gets really heated, and he just leaves after that from the debate. Freaking instigator. I... I'm not by a computer screen, so I don't know if he can respond to anything. But I do have a question for him. What does CD Land stand for? Um, I think it stands for Chris Dowland, which is his name. Oh, that makes sense. It is. It, it is his initials. That makes sense. All right. Fair enough. 
every time I see the name of this gas station, the immature part of me laughs. Who would name their business Come and Go? I mean, you're just asking for truck drivers to do illegal things with miners that they found on Craigslist. I mean, come on now. Oh, maybe it's a secretly like a love hotel, you know? You ask them at the counter, you know, you give a password and then he gives you a key to a bedroom. Where there's only a bed in it? Yeah, and condoms and all that. Yeah, condoms cost too much nowadays. Yeah, I should probably hold on. <laughs> I'm saying inappropriate things in the main lobby. I have to leave. Hold on. <laughs> I can't talk about condoms in the main lobby. Well, okay. I'll go back to the other side. It's really stupid. Like, we own two huge sections of this building or they do yeah. i should say i don't own anything except for my trailer house but there's no like you can't get into it from the inside so you have to go out in the freezing cold snow yeah. sleet hail lightning to get to the other side and you have these these kids in wheelchairs and they don't want to do that it's messed up oh well yeah. Someone didn't think it through. What else should we talk about? Um, I don't know. So I thought that the primary system that they had going on in, uh, what is it, NGP? Weren't they the ones yeah. doing it? I thought that that was, or that is pretty freaking amazing. Like, that's what I want in every single political party. Like, there should yeah. be a rule that if you don't post in your political party once a week, that you are not a party. Yeah. You are a postcard. I'm a That postcard. no one's buying. And I'm, I'm buying my postcard. That's about it. I think it would be really cool to incorporate parties more and maybe have, like, three or four main ones or something and have people really invested in parties, but the region's so apathetic to parties and giving them any kind of power or control. I personally believe that the region's too apathetic in general. Like, I'm surprised that people who still congregate to this one place when there's, like, so much... It's like a sour taste in your mouth. Yeah. I don't know. I've been saying that the region's been apathetic for years, and uh, I just borrowed the term from uh, China that there's a lot of do nothingness going around too. China, 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 China. Sorry, I'm just watching every single segment that MSNBC did for the last eighteen <laughs> months. Yeah, China's um, the major power though. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out in the modern world roleplay. <laughs> well, my little country of Ireland plans on sitting back and getting drunk and watching all of you bloody yourselves to death, and then we just come and take your. Yes. What do they take? 
Oh, they like to take uh, technology companies in real life from other countries. So we'll just take your technology companies. I think it's because you know, of like labor laws or something. I can't, I can't remember. But And then the other thing I don't understand is everyone bitches and moans and groans and like queefs a little about how nothing gets done in this region, but no one takes it seriously enough to actually do anything. Yes, the paradox. Or they are way too serious, and then everyone hates them. Yeah. And there is so a lot I of, just, like, bills being, quote-unquote, too complicated, and so they never pass. And so... Yeah, that was a problem with half of my bills. Why are you making it so complex? I don't know. That's why a lot of my (laughs) economic laws had opposition. So they still (laughs) they passed some of them, and they still have not been implemented. Yeah, the Legislative Enforcement Commission will be (laughs) looking at that shortly. Yeah. Sorry. Shouldn't be laughing. <laughs> I mean... It's like the only bill of mine that actually passed. It ha- it's, it's very good, though. I like the intention behind it. Yeah, intention means nothing. I can say that I want to donate $5,000 to babies with cancer, but if I don't do it, it means nothing. Well, it means your heart's in the right place. Yeah, I guess that's true. Unless you know, you're like a millionaire and you have the money to give and you just don't do it. Oh, there's donuts. Sorry. I found donuts. I really wish I could share this with all you, but I can't. But sometimes I like them, sometimes I don't. I don't think I've had a donut in 10 months, but I'm still fat, so I don't understand. I don't know. Apparently, uh, they're trying to get JD to play the U.S. in the modern world role play. Um, uh, right now, he's in China, I think. You know who is also pretty awesome, just in general? Locke. Locke's pretty Locke. awesome. Mm-hmm. Locke, Locke has his awesome points at times. We should just go down to Discord list and name pros and cons of all the members. Um, so, Locke. Okay. So. Uh, well, I just think he's awesome. There's no 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 real con there. Um, I my con for Locke would be that sometimes he bitches. Sometimes he what? Bitches and complains too much. Oh. Yeah, uh, maybe. Like like when you talk about the environment, it's like oh my gosh, the world's gonna end in X number of years. We got to do a 180 right now. 
which I mean, I I like the environment. And <laughs> best bumper sticker ever. Sorry, continue. Oh, yeah, but uh, you know, I don't know. So, but Walk Walk's a good guy. Sorry. Look, Land said in the chat room, "Meh, death to trees." See, he's already losing support with comments like that. He's going to lose the lock vote. I just, I learned um, in class today, uh, I replied to CD Land, uh, but they're such a good height. I learned in class, uh, my history class, that in China, um, they had a massive uh, reforestation effort after the PRC was founded. And so a lot of the forests are like the same height, all the trees are the same age. And they did this in South Korea too in the 60s after the South Korean, well, after the Korean War. And my professor's mother-in-law, who's um, Chinese, his wife's Chinese too, um, they drove her to Washington DC from Ohio. And she was in awe at the forest and asked who planted them. Can I make a suggestion? Yes. Mr. Lewis. I want you to find your favorite book. And then when you have like six hours to kill, you should like read the entire thing. Oh, you know what? While you're recording. I could totally do that. I'll just need I, to find a site that will upload six hours worth of audio. Maybe I'll do it on YouTube. Why not? But you, you you have a very good storytelling voice. That's what I'm trying to say. Great. I'm I'm gonna write that down. I'm gonna do it when I have six hours to kill. So the Am holiday I... break. Oh yeah, the holiday break. That's perfect. Um my first recommendation would be the giver. The giver. I have the giver. Perfect. This is all going smoothly. The giver was good. I read it. The book is so much better than the movie. Then I also had the two sequels to it. There were sequels? Yes. Let me find the name. No, sir. There were sequels. That is unacceptable that I'm now just learning this after I read this book in the fourth grade. Here. Um, the, there, I, the, apparently there are three sequels. I've only read two. Um, the first sequel is Gathering Blue, and then the second sequel is Messenger. I heard both of those. And then the third is Sun. Which I've not read in it. But um, the first sequel was released in 2000, the second one in 2004, and then the third sequel was only just released in 2012. Huh. Interesting. I guess I'm going on Amazon later tonight. 
Yes. Um, I actually wrote a email to the author after I finished Messenger, the third book in the series, asking her if there would be a, another sequel. And she replied. Um, she said something like she was working on it. Wow. So that was cool. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. The coolest thing that has ever happened in my existence thus far is in 2012 in North Las Vegas, I was at an Obama rally and I was working on a campaign in my spare time. Um, And one of the campaign, what are those people called? Um, Organizers? Yeah. One of them came up to me and asked if I wanted to stand behind the president. And I was like, doll. And (laughs) I didn't say that. I said, yes, thank you. This is awesome. And I got to um, see what the president's ass looks like. I see. So, and be on national television. So that was pretty cool. That is cool. I guess I went to three rallies this year with uh, John Kasich back in the spring. That was really good. Very emotional uh, and good. And then that, ma- to- that man should have been a therapist. Sorry, continue. You should I see. I really liked Kasich. And then I went to a Trump rally in Cincinnati and then a Mike Pence rally. And I got to shake my pen- Mike Pence's hand. That's pretty neat. Was it cold? Was it icy? Did it feel like the side effects of conversion therapy? Sorry. Um, Just kidding. No, I, it, it was all right. It was in my, uh, the Mike Pence rally was in a convention center that I go to for an anime convention. Well, actually, several. Hmm. There's two anime conventions that I go there. But there's only like in one room, and there's maybe 100 people. If John Kasich had become the nominee, I probably would have voted for him over Hillary. Oh yeah, John uh, John Kasich is a great was a great candidate. Um, his only problem though was that he ran a general election campaign during the primaries. Yeah, he was a little ahead of himself. Yeah. I I mean, when there's 16 other candidates ranging on the spectrum, you have to do something to get votes. But uh, he needed to pander a little bit more towards the right, not the middle, when the middle wasn't voting. Yeah. Who else? You know, I really liked Martin O'Malley. I couldn't stand Bernie. And Hillary kind of made me shudder a little bit. Um, I was a afraid if Bernie got elected. Say what? I was a little afraid that Bernie would get elected. He's I like, mean, I agree in principle with what he believes. Yeah. But the actual... Uh, to get to point, you know, from A to B would have been disastrous for this country. I might be a liberal, but I see the debt clock, you know, 
Yeah. And it's not getting any slower. It's only going it higher. Works. It's like we already have a gap with technical education, like with um, trades. And in doing, giving free money for college not only would have made a bigger education gap, not only for the um, quote-unquote uneducated jobs, but also the technical jobs. And then it also would have decreased the value of a college education. The only thing I disagree there is a long time ago when the world was green, more kind of animals than you've ever seen, they ran around free while the world was mean, born. the loveliest of them all was the unicorn. Sorry, had to get that off my chest. The only thing I disagree with is I think that just like they had to increase public education from elementary to high school a century or so ago, they have to increase it from high school to associates. A high school diploma means nothing anymore. And I just don't believe that those who are willing to put in the hard work of getting at least C's <laughs> for an associate's degree should have to go $10,000 into debt. Now, I don't think that a you should pay for tuition to go to a university, but a community college, of course I support that. You want to get an associate's degree? You pay for your books. Make sure that you're taking care of yourself, got a roof over your head. We'll take care of tuition. I don't see anything wrong with that. Yeah. I mean, I rely a lot the Pell Grant and federal loans. So, yeah, but, uh, that's my. I think we also need current. to focus trade jobs because there is a demand for those, and they're usually overlooked. And you can make pretty good money there too. Yeah, and then did you lock it? Could you unlock it for me, please? Sorry. Hi. I'm going over there to make sure people aren't stealing fruits and vegetables. You not have keys? My fiance has my keys because she has my car. Thank you. I almost got locked out in the cold. I apologize for that. What were you talking about? <laughs> well, um, oh, that we should also, well, we should focus on trade jobs. Oh, definitely. Um, one thing that I find mind-numbingly stupid is how everyone is saying that we need to get manufacturing jobs back in America. It sounds nice. It's not going to happen. We are consumers. We are no longer makers. Well, there's we need actually, to face that reality. Um, we'll never reach the same manufacturing uh, capacity that we were in like the 50s and what. But there are more companies coming back to America solely for our automation because we're so good at automation that it's so cheap that it's much cheaper than cheap labor. So that's what I Well, think. I mean, that's one sector. And, yeah, we are still – we became number one in the world again after, what was it, like a decade where Asia took over a little bit. Um, yeah. Uh, there will always be bright spots in certain sectors. But as a whole, I think that it's naive to think that we are 
somehow going to be a manufacturing superpower. We can still be the economic superpower, um, but we're going to have to do that in new ways, whether that's green energy or uh, space. I think there's a lot of missing job opportunities when it comes to space, and I know that sounds ludicrous, but I, I do. I mean, mind space. But I think I think we need to. We definitely need more manufacturing jobs, I think, and we need to keep the ones that we have. But slowly, I think we'll slowly start getting rid of them and focusing more on other things. But I don't think that we should do a complete 180 or not focus on them at all. Because they oh, still play an important part. I mean, I'm not asking for us to shoot ourselves in the foot. I'm just suggesting that maybe we should realize that a Band-Aid isn't going to cut it anymore. Yeah. Hmm. Healthcare. That's always interesting. Healthcare. Mhm. What do you think we should do in regards to the healthcare system? Do you think the system works? Right now, I think it has a lot of difficulties, and we need to iron them out because we have premiums rising through the roof. Medicare, Medicaid, having problems with costs, and so much. We we need we need to do something. I don't know exactly what. And I think giving the states a lot more control over Medicare or Medicaid, not Medicare. Well, I mean, they can have Medicare too, but Medicaid's the one for the poor. Giving them more control over Medicaid, I think, would be more beneficial to all of us in the long run. I think that those who believe that universal health care is the right step to go are simply not looking at the facts. Um, I think that the government should institute um, cost limitations, especially on prescriptions and premiums and Stuff like that. I, uh, there needs to be a public option. Uh, if you want to increase competition, the government yeah. can be a force for that. Um, Medicare needs to be able to negotiate with Big Pharma on the prices of things. I mean, because when we could definitely cut costs with Medicare and Medicaid if we negotiated because. We're almost subsidizing hospitals with how much we give. Yeah, it's insane, really. And then you look at the average wage of a first-year tech drawing blood in a hospital, and they're making, what, five, seven grand over poverty? I mean, it's not like that money is actually going back into the community somehow. What was it? Uh, I think it's Humana. The CEO makes like 36 grand a day. Wow. I wish I made that much. I mean, you're breathing, farting, and eating every Saturday and Sunday. Why are you getting 36 grand for that? Yeah. 
uh, I mean, I get it. You make something great, you should get a whole bunch of it. You should be able to keep what you're your own, but it's not all about you. The only reason why you're smart enough to manage your company is because everyone else put a little bit into the system for you. Yeah. Well, I don't know if like, you're federally regulating CEO wages would be the best thing to do. And things How like else would you do it? By instituting goodwill. <laughs> Sorry. Have the president come out and be like, we need to have goodwill and take a little of ourselves and give it away to the pop, you know? And before long, you'll have mass lines of protests talking about goodwill and marches from Burma to Salem and onward talking about goodwill. Is that so? Maybe. I mean, I, I mean, I could be completely wrong. But seriously, if you're not going to have federal regulation, how else would that change? Uh, I, you have a point there. Uh, I mean, I think it's just stupid. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Continue. I was just saying, like, it, it feels wrong to put those restrictions on but at the same time as you indicated there's like no other way so I mean do I think that the government should be controlling people's financial decisions no in the perfect world the government would have nothing to do with anything but we live in a world where a lot of people don't give a flying fuck about the person sitting next to them. So, we have to have some kind of force that dictates, yeah, maybe you don't need to be such an asshole. You know, I, and getting back to the whole general healthcare thing, yes, no one should have to go bankrupt to see a doctor. If you don't have enough money to pay your kids' school books? No, you shouldn't have to pay a $35 copay to see a doctor when your arm is flailing because it's detached from your shoulder. I agree. However, it is stupid to think that we can afford to pay for everyone to be on one health care plan because one plan isn't going to take care of everyone else. And not including the religious objections, but if a individual who wants to get a sex change who's like, I want to use my government health care policy to get the surgery. A psychologist is going to say this is necessary so they can feel well and feel like themselves and be a productive member of society, which is great. But a whole bunch of religious people are going to be like, no, actually, God made you this way, so suck it up and go to the bathroom standing up. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. And you have to have different things for different things, and we can't create all these different types of insurance policies. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Set me up. Talk about something. Uh, I mean, I don't know the solution at all. But I do know, at least for, like, Medicaid, my the representative that I interned for uh, had a plan for – it's called Healthy Ohio based on the Healthy Indiana plan. 
and it was really good. It basically required people to pay $100 a year, but the state would give you like $1,000 a year in this account that you could use. And you had to go get a checkup, I think, like every year. And that count would cover all your costs. And so, so healthcare, healthcare savings plan? Yeah, basically like a healthcare savings. And like, so the first year you pay that $100, which your company, if you work for a company, can pay like 99% of that, I think, or something like that. I'm not 100% on all the details. But then the next year when you had that $1,000 in your health savings account, you can use that to pay the $100. And you know $100 um, over years like Netflix, basically. So, oh, and then if you make enough money where you get off of Medicaid, your health savings account carries over. So you're not in that gap between uh, not making enough to afford it for yourself, but making too much that uh, Medicaid doesn't cover you. That's actually where I'm at right now. I make too much for Medicaid. But I don't, or I make too much for the tax credits and not little enough for Medicaid. Yeah, and there's that gap. And I'm surprised that we haven't focused on the gap, you know? Well, I can tell you exactly why we haven't focused on the gap. Enlighten me. Well, let's say Democrats were like, yeah, we understand that the bill that we passed that we didn't completely read when we passed it has a lot of issues and some typos that we need to work out. But we're so scared that the Republicans are going to trash the entire thing that we won't even open it up. Yeah. Republicans are like, this whole thing is a sham. And I'm still pissed at Lyndon Johnson for Medicare and Medicaid. Why would I give this African-American guy what he wants? So that's essentially why. (laughs) Democrats are scared. We're scared shitless. And Republicans are still bitter about the 1960s, in my humble opinion. I mean, in an ideal system, I wouldn't want Medicaid and Medicare and Social Security, but they're so ingrained into our culture and our government that you can't get rid of them at this point. So I understand getting rid of SSI for those with low incomes who don't have a job. I can understand that. I can respect that. But if you're going to do that, you have to be able to guarantee work. Like, what was it? I had a pretty in-depth conversation with uh, one of my friends. And the plan that I proposed is completely not Democrat, completely not liberal at all. But it's my... My solution to everything, if I had a magic wand, you get rid of TANF, you get rid of food stamps, you get rid of Medicare, you get rid of Social Security, Medicaid, every single entitlement, cut it. Then, the, um, excuse me, the Department of Human Services would set the uh, rate every year of what the poverty line would be, what they already do now. And what they set that line as, you automatically get as guaranteed minimum income when you get your tax return. 
not taxable income. It's the government giving you guaranteed income where you would use that for shelter, where you would use that for healthcare, where you would use that for A through Z of everything the government was already doing. If you fail to use that money wisely, that is no longer the government's job to take care of you. Go to a nonprofit, go to a charity, they may be, may be willing to help you. I think it's ridiculous that we have so many different programs all going for the same goal, yet no one's hitting the mark. Well, you do get rid of all the government bureaucracy and the stupid programs and all the missing billions of dollars out of each one of them. You give the people their money, say, you take care of it, personal responsibility, a.k.a. the 1990s when the Republicans were still a party. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That, for one, could relieve debt for so many Americans. It could reduce homelessness. I mean, let's say a homeless guy with a TBI wants to get a place. If he got 15 grand, no strings attached, and he had a caseworker, he'd be set. Yeah. You don't need Social Security to define your disability. It's not the government's job to define a disability. That's a jo doctor's job. I don't know. What do you think of something like that? Um, I feel like there'd be, there wouldn't be waste at the government level. There'd be waste at the people level at that point because we know people aren't perfect and they're going to spend it on things that aren't well. And then they're going to complain about it to the government anyways. You know, and what I think the, we need to stop, we spend like a trillion dollars a year on welfare, and I think we need to roll that back, and we need to focus more on getting people jobs rather than just giving them money, because I think that's the true road out of poverty, is a job with stable income and not the government giving you so much money every day or well, week or whatever. I mean, of course, that that would be nice in the perfect world. Uh, my only concern is what happens when there's a layoff? What happens when you get fired? What happens when uh, you're too sick to work? I yeah. think that that guaranteed income is... And and it's not like, and I say guaranteed income, I don't mean just for poor people. I mean for every single American. Even if you're making three million bucks a year, you are entitled not to live in poverty. You're not yeah. entitled to all these different programs, but you're entitled not to live in poverty. Interesting. So it's equal, it's fair, it's for everyone. Yeah. But then nonprofits would actually have their role. Because my job, I have to ask the money, uh, the, the money. I have to ask the government for the money for the services that I do. That is not a nonprofit. Yeah. That is a government agency who has more wiggle room under regulatory power because of its IRS classification. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know anything. Don't we all not know anything? We just try. 
but I, I don't know. I, I just don't feel like sending. I don't. I don't know specifically about a guaranteed income. Besides, people splurging on drugs and alcohol and the stuff. Yeah. And and that would be shitty. Is drug tests for people on welfare. Mm. Hold on. As soon as I'm done with this bite, I have something to say about that. (laughs) Utah had that program. Yeah. Do you know about that program there? No. No, I do not. So the end result was, yes, they found out that 0.8% of their welfare users were using drugs. So it ended up costing them more money to drug test everyone for such a little population that it's not even worth it. Well, I mean, like, at least for my Kroger job, I get drug tested to get that job so that I can make yeah. money to pay taxes, give to the government, that the government's then going to give to people who don't take drug tests. So I think it would help balance things. And I'm not saying that people that fail a drug test should be necessarily taken off welfare, but they, they should be given rehabilitation and will be watched that they don't uh, use the money wrong and do bad things and do drugs. And that's fair. I understand that point. But my only concern is that when you look at those who are on welfare, the numbers suggest that anywhere from 56 to two-thirds are employed. These aren't people that are just sitting around. These are people that are working at Walmart, and they working 40 hours a week, still qualify for food stamps and Medicaid. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just don't see how that's fair when you work 40 hours a week, you still don't make enough to survive. When you ask for help, they they have to look at you as if you're a druggie on the side because you don't make enough. And I don't know. when did When did helping people become this source of judgment, this source of discrimination. I mean, uh, we all know that racism is alive and well, but those who are asking for help, I mean, that's, I don't get it. I I think that judging people who get welfare probably started more when it was actually welfare. Because, you know, like, people, well, before, like, the big welfare state, it was a lot more of churches and communities and, uh, what nonprofits there were helping the people, and I feel like once you start having the government play a role, a lot of less people donate to charities and such because it, they see it more as the government's job, not their job. So, still not fair. Yeah, I mean, like you could specifically say that the people who are working probably have a drug test or at least their companies have a policy on it 
and you could say they're exempt from taking what may be a second drug test and just having people who aren't on who are who don't work having them have to take a drug test or something. And why isn't prostitution legal? The Constitution? What? what? No, why is prostitution? Oh, prostitution? It's illegal? I thought it was illegal. No, why isn't it legal? Oh, isn't Um, I think because of religious people concerning themselves that prostitution causes sin and immorality. And also STDs. So, why don't we regulate it, legalize it, tax it, so there's less rapes? That's my philosophy. I don't really know. Huh? Germany has legal prostitution. Uh, if you go over the hump to Pahrump, which is just west of Las Vegas, Nevada, and then you can go all the way north, close to Reno. You can you can pay for a good hump or two. Can you? Yeah. I actually have to go because I can finally leave because people picked up their stupid fruit and their freaking <laughs> vegetables. All right. Well, but it was a pleasure not drinking tea on your tea show with you today. Yes, I had two cups. It was great. <laughs> okay. Take Did care, sir. Good. Talk to you later. All right. See ya. And I guess I'll just end this. This has been Talks Over Tea. We've gone on for so long. I'd like to thank Arbor for coming on. It was very nice of him so that I didn't talk to myself. And I'd like to thank CD Land too for being in the chat room and Obito. I'm sorry I did not address your comments all the times. Um, uh, yeah, so I think this episode went really well. Um, and we'll do it again sometime, I guess. Uh, so thanks. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.